to Gutter Trash, episode 180, The Strange Talents of Luther Strode. My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. How's it going? It's going good. It's going all right. It's going great. Is it going fantastically? It is. Swimmingly. (laughs) (laughs) How about yourself? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah. It's too hot out. Pretty warm. It's incredibly hot out. I do not like this. The fans are going. The AC is on. The motorboat is lightly humming. I can hear the motorboat. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the sound quality of this episode will be piss poor, as it is always between the months of uh, <laughs> May through October. <laughs> yeah. Live with it. <clears throat> um. Well. But yeah, the. Uh, I almost rode my bike over here. It was so nice, but uh, decided against it. You should. That's, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's like because I I thought it might just be a big pile of sweaty mess. Yeah, so yeah. You know, it's like cool. eighty nine degrees outside. This yeah. uh, this is insane. As it was uh, forty degrees uh, just uh, like five days ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I call bullshit. I call bullshit on Mother Nature. She never listens when you call bullshit on her. No. I think this is like the second or third time you've oh, yeah. bullshitted yep. Mother Nature. She is, uh, uh, I'm just going to come right out and say it. She is a cunt. Oh, my gosh. Mother Nature is a cunt. Oh, <laughs> I love Mother Nature. Do you? Yeah. Uh, you're, well, you're a hippie. <laughs> I'm only one-third hippie. <laughs> Oops. Uh, how do you, how do you figure that? Uh, I don't. I mean, I look sort of hippieish, but not like I don't. I don't have, wear tie dye or like have right. hair. I would say the hippie look is is uh, not something. That yeah, exactly. I just more like a slacker. Yeah, yeah. Which is you know kind of hippieish. A little bit. Um, yeah. I I I, uh, I recycle. Yeah, that's uh, hippieish. That's hippieish. Yeah, but I don't flaunt it. I don't wear like uh, recycle yeah. symbols <laughs> on my t-shirts. And, so I'm like only I'm like, like in all ways I'm one third hippie I think. All right, that's that's fair enough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe three eighths. Three eighths I can deal with. Right, eighths. Yeah, if yeah. I go to a full half though, I'm gonna right, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna start murdering babies. <laughs> well, that is definitely not hippie. I know they hate the baby killers. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine if one of those hippies suddenly got uh, the ability to uh, beat up all the baby killers in the world. Wow, you mean like a limitless power? Yeah. Bestowed upon him mysteriously? Yes. Hmm. Uh, Almost uh, maybe he read a book of some sort that uh, gave him the ability to train himself to to accomplish uh, these feats. That sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. I wish that was the book that we read. That is the book we read. Oh my god, it was. <laughs> but he wasn't really a hippie. He was more like a nerd. Yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our segues are getting worse and worse. <laughs> is that possible? Um, no. <laughs> Speaking of no, Luther Strode. Lu- okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the strange talents of Luther Strode. An image comic written by Justin Jordan and not uh, whoever I said last. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what you said. I think I credit it to Justin Ponser, which uh, now uh, makes me wonder who the hell that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> and what he's doing. And, and why would I pull that name out? And why is that guy pretending to write an image comic? Right. Uh, illustrated by Trad Moore. Trad, T-R-A-D-D, if you're looking it up on the Googles. Double D. Double D's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why we like him so much. <laughs> and colored by Felipe Sobrero. Uh, good. Sobrero. Good, yeah, good, uh. Sobrero. Yeah, that looks right. Yeah. Sobrero. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Who knows? Yeah, whatever. He's just the colorist. Who gives a shit? He's a talented man. Oh, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. 
Now, colorists have my utmost respect because that has got to be one of the worst jobs in comics. Oh, yeah? Absolute worst jobs in comics. Just got to be draining and dull. And I, I can't imagine, like, the life expectancy of a colorist has <laughs> to be, like, two years before they just decide they want to kill themselves. <laughs> I, our James Abel seems to love it. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. He said he, you know, wakes up whenever he wants and wears sweatpants. And yeah, that's fine, but uh, then he's got to actually do the work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's I've really colored weird. before. It's uh, awful. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> it's worse than the genocide. What do you think? I always do black and white colors. <clears throat> You're a smart <laughs> man. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and I always do color covers just to remind myself never to do a color in here. <laughs> You don't even put that much detail in it either. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's not like any, uh, you know, layers. It's right, just yeah. flat, flat colors. But yeah, uh, but yeah, Felipe, fine job. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, so this book is about a kid. Uh, he's a spindly little nerd. He's a he's a oh, I might even say a dork. Yeah, I'd say a dork. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or do we, do we even want to get into this uh, whole uh, classification of uh, what makes a dork or a geek? Right, yeah. See, everybody's got their own opinion. I, I just think, uh, I think a dork would be unhip, but this guy maybe was more of a geek because, like, he's into cool stuff. Like, you saw, like, All-Star Superman posters on his wall. Right, yeah. Obviously, he's not a dork. Right. <laughs> uh, he's more of a geek, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, just sort of, uh, I wouldn't say wimpy, but, you know, he is very, very thin and, and, uh, looks very breakable. Gangly. Man. Gangly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, I love Gangly. Gangly. Uh, social outcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think according to the story, it seems he's, uh, uh, a fairly new student at his, uh, high school. Yeah, so that makes sense. He's got, like, one friend. One friend, uh, chubby little, little uh, geek as well, uh, named Peter. Uh, Luther, uh, sends away for a, uh, magazine and, uh, or a book or something, gets it, called the, uh, what was it, the Hercules Way? The Hercules yeah, Way? Yeah, one of those. And, uh, he's, it's, uh, basically it's a, it's a riff on the old, uh, Charles Atlas kind of thing. Right. The, like, kid that gets the sand kicked in his face. Right, yeah. And, uh, you too can be a manly man or whatever. Uh, and, we, uh, we obviously have never read this book. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't need to. Exactly. I mean, you know. <laughs> we got machismo running out our gonads, yo. Yeah, right. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he uses the book and, uh, basically it starts giving him superpowers, uh, through the training in the book. And, uh, he uses it, uh, to, uh, gory effect. <laughs> yeah. And that oh. is the strange talent of Luther Strode. Thank you, good night. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is his talent, right? Like rendering people into, like, soppy, <laughs> spludgy messes of it. It seems to be his main talent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he can catch dishes before they fall and hit the ground. Yeah, it's one of the other talents uh, yeah. there. <laughs> but it sort of gets eclipsed by the gushy, splugy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mentioned last episode when I picked the book that I, uh, 100% only bought this book for the art. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw, I don't think it was even a Luther Strode page or anything. I think it was just a random, like, commission or sketch that he did, like, that just happened to be online. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. And, uh, I was like, who the hell is this guy? I was like, oh, he's the artist of the strange talents of Luther Strode. And, uh, I was like, wow, maybe I'll have to check that book out. And then, like, a week later, the trade came out, so I was like, yeah, what the hell? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, this is one of those very rare books. Like, I didn't mention this on the show, but after the, we, we stopped recording, I was like, I was like, you don't even have to loan it to me because I actually already have a copy. Right. Um, I think this is the only book so far that, uh, I've planned on picking for reviewing and you picked before me. Yeah. It's the only one I can think of, at least. But, uh, yeah, I hadn't read it or anything, but, uh, I was super excited 
just like you because of the art. Because, um, like, I didn't notice number one for some reason mm-hmm. uh, working at the store. Uh, but as we unpacked every subsequent issue, I was like, man, like, I remember when we got number two out of the box, I was like, this art is awesome. I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this up. And we didn't have number one. We had sold out. Right. So I just waited until the trade came out myself, too. But, uh, yeah. Uh, how would you describe his art? Um, he's, uh, got a very cartoony style that's very clean, very clean lines, but at the same time, like, allows for, like, some messiness to get in. That, uh, like, it's almost like, uh, Ryan Otley, if he, uh, did a lot more just line work. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, was, was not as, uh, I guess, uh, precise as he usually tends to be. Because mm-hmm. I'd say Ryan Otley is, is, he's a great artist, but, uh, he's got a very, uh, precise style. Right. You know, very, very clean. Uh, this is very similar, but, uh, but, you know, he just, uh, can go nuts with the lines sometimes. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like, like you said, it's cartoony, but it has this, Kinda, like I love dirty cartoons, like, yeah, like yeah. that combo. Like people like uh, Frank Quietly is the first one that pops to mind, and I, I think he's obviously a fan of Frank Quietly. Uh, like, oh yeah, there's uh, like even a panel where like one of the kids is reading <laughs> right. three and uh, yeah, yeah, the All Star Superman poster. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and like it doesn't look like like you don't like if you're flipping through this book. I wouldn't think Frank Quietly immediately. No. But, I mean, as you read it, like, just, like, his storytelling and his, like, just the way he designs characters, maybe. Yeah. Like, it's a lot cartoonier, um, unless... I mean, Frank Quietly's pretty cartoony, but... Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Tony Moore and maybe even a little Art Adams here and there. It's got a little Art Adams, I can see that, yeah. But, uh, it's definitely... He's got his own style going. Oh, yeah. Like, it's completely... Yeah, it's completely its own thing, for sure. And, I mean, you know, I'm sure this guy has worked, you know, years and years, you know, perfecting it. But, you know, I think this is maybe his first major thing. So, you know, I mean, I think he's definitely one of those guys that's going to be like, oh, my God, you know. Yeah. Uh, People are just going to be amazed that they never heard of him before. Right. Yeah, I mean, in the back or in the front somewhere, in the middle. On the side, on the binding, it says uh, that he graduated in 2010 from an art school. Yeah, so, so he's like he might only be like 20 years old, right. which is awesome. Oh no! Well then, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Says the guy who graduated from art school in 1998. <laughs> well, you know, there's still at least guy was 40. That's right. Come on. <laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe he went to school late in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there, yeah. there were some like middle-aged people yeah, in my school. That was yeah. probably him. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah he, after he raised his kids and he quit his job down at the office, he was like, <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm gonna draw cartoony horror comics. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm going to think of him from now on, <laughs> as an old old man. Yes, yeah. uh, Mr. Mora. I hope I never meet you. So don't uh, dispel the illusion. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Do you think there's any relation to Tony Moore? Because I can see a little bit of similarities in their actual uh, style. I, I'm gonna say that he's related to Alan Moore. Oh, you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. At all. No. No. Maybe Michael Moore. Uh, yeah, I definitely Tom, see Michael. Yeah, Moore. well, possible. Well, Michael Moore is related to Alan Moore as well. They're twin brothers. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, if you put a little finger armor and a beard on that fat dude, exactly spitting image. <laughs> and he, too, is very upset about before Watchmen. <laughs> oh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, I think we were just talking about how awesome his artwork was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, perhaps spoiler review here. Uh, I'd like to see him more, do more of, uh, the, uh, the Luther Strode, you know, yeah. uh, 
not to give too much away, but the ending leaves itself open to, to further adventures. Yep. Uh, but you know, I mean, uh, if like, you know, Marvel or DC taps this guy to, to do, you know, one of their books, I'm definitely on board. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, definitely a fan of this guy for sure. I, you know, I think I would honestly rather see him do another Luther Strode. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, honestly, if, uh, I, mean, I pretty much want to see any creator do, you know, what they want to do. Right. Well, I mean, even, even over, like, another creator-owned thing, like... Oh, okay. Because, I mean, like, it seems like this... Because, okay, the story in this, like, isn't my favorite part of this book, obviously. Like, right. the, I think the artwork is just amazing. Right. And the story isn't... I don't think the story's bad. I think the story's decent. But, uh, it seems like, you know, they really created something unique here, and I'd love to see... I'd love to see it. Uh, Where it goes. Right. Right. I mean, it's got similarities. Like, it reminds me of Kick-Ass a lot, like, at least early on. It uh, has a little bit of Kick-Ass. Um, um, I think there's uh, there's kind of an Invincible vibe in yeah, there, too. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like, with his family. Yeah, like, yeah. There was even a scene where his mom sort of joked about how she had powers, and I was like, are they really going to go that route? Yeah. Like, yeah. is it going to be an invincible thing? Um, not that invincible's mom has powers. No. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the anti-invincible. Yeah. Like, like just a lot of parallels, but uh, veers off in a very different direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't made it that far in invincible. I'm only like a dozen issues in, but... Ah, you're... But... Uh, yeah. If you've read this, you know, Yeah. Pretty much tell that, uh, you know, yeah. They're two different <laughs> books. Two very different books, but similarities abound between them. Yeah, I mean, like this, like this, yeah, this one is, yeah, the geek, like you said, he, he gets the book and he receives the powers. Um, and it was funny, like, there's a lot of, like, kind of humor, there's a lot of subtle humor in this book where, like, you know, it, the librarian guy that sends him the book mentions that, you know, yeah, he's like, every, anybody could, uh, could have had this. All you had to do was like send in. And nobody ever did. They just you know yeah. thought the ads were funny and never sent in for it. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it is a dark story. Oh yeah. Um, it, it it gets very dark. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, the beginning is like once he starts displaying his powers, like like it is dark-ish. But at the same time, you know, it's just sort of. Uh, except for one dude, nobody's really getting hurt. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, towards the, the middle, uh, to the end, it gets, uh, really, really fucking dark. Yeah. And I mean, is... I guess, like, the opening splash page is, like, a scene of, like, a bunch of dudes getting their limbs torn off. Right. Uh... Yeah, he's basically, Luther's basically waist-deep in their blood. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess that's kind of dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how desensitized are we? I mean, like, not me and you, but I mean, you know, just like society in general, you're like, yeah, it opens up with this, you know, this splash page of this dude knee deep in entrails, and then you're like, but I didn't expect it to get dark later on. That was kind of weird. <laughs> well, I think with that, uh, like, there, there's a couple of things that happen towards the end that, uh, sort of take it darker than you expected to, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, even though you see him, you know, swimming around in, you know, people's intestines. It's it's more like a gore thing. Like, it's fun and crazy. Right, and, yeah. And you're like, how did he get to this point? Yeah. And then when you see how he got to that point, uh, you know, and what actually happened, you're just like, oh, you know, that that's... Like, it, it takes on a tragic, yeah. you know, turn. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'd say that's a better a better word. It's not as... Not as much dark, but there's like a tragedy yeah. uh, about the about the whole thing. Yeah. But it is like super gory. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like in the in an amazingly fun way. Like, like I don't. I mean, I don't think it's supposed to be, you know, a parody of 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 you know, like just how violent superhero books can be. I think it's more like, you know, amping it up. For like fun, you know, right? And like, it's more like, you know, a good time instead of like a poking fun thing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it definitely starts that way, but I think by the end, you know, it's uh, after the the aforementioned tragedy, it sort of 
It takes on its own meaning right. know, after that. Yeah, know. it definitely becomes its own thing. <clears throat> it's hard to talk about the latter portion of the book without spoiling, spoiling it. Yeah, so. I, I don't want to do that Yeah, not this episode. That's why we're dancing we'll, around. Yeah, right, we'll, we'll spoil it next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it sort of does take on its own voice and its own like feel, and that's why I, that's why I said like I'd love to see uh, Tradmore do another one of these, because... Right. Seems like they've really started building a cool character in a, in, you know, in a universe and yeah, yeah, yeah. a good concept. Uh, <clears throat> I think that sort of lies where one of my problems with this book is is that some of it feels very rushed, uh, and then some of it feels like they have a lot of good ideas, but they're not fleshing them out enough. I could maybe. definitely definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. like. Like, I think, yeah, this could have been, like, a 12-issue series getting to the point where it got... Right. Especially with, like, the librarian. I think there could have been a lot more yeah. revealed about him. So I think he doesn't even get introduced until, like, what, the uh, second issue, third issue? Yeah, I think so. And it's a very strange... Like, that. I'm actually... Oh, no, he is in the first issue. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That His appearance in the first issue is... <clears throat> Like, maybe I'm just an idiot, or, like, I missed something, but I'm very confused about that scene, uh, where he's, he, like, knocks this door open in this, like, boat. Right. And, uh, drags a guy away. Right. And he tells the guy, he's like, you've made it three days, you you should be impressed with yourself. Who the hell is that guy? Yeah, I I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it was pretty confusing as well, and, uh... Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what is going on in that uh, whole scene. Like, I don't know if they're just trying to build that the librarian is a badass who does these horrible things. Right. But I felt like that guy was supposed to be somebody. And, like, at first I was like, oh, maybe that's uh, Luther's dad because they've mentioned, know, mentioned him. him. Right. But then later you find out that it's not the case. Right. Because um, so uh, speaking of his dad, it is mentioned that... Uh, uh, his mom and him are uh, basically, <clears throat> they're not in hiding, but they're, they're, uh, you know, I guess his dad has been in jail and they've, they're trying to move on. He was an abusive alcoholic and I guess, uh, it's implied that, uh, he hurt her incredibly bad. Right. And so, like, Luther's whole purpose of getting the book was just, you know, to build himself up to defend his mom against his dad. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, I don't think they ever even really come out and say it, but, like, they do build him up to be, like, a really bad guy. Right. Uh, and so then, even when we do meet his dad, there's, like, a, a little twist that, you know, I don't want to spill, but, like, it builds up Luther's character a lot. Right. Uh, but, yeah, this boat scene... Uh, that's actually the second appearance of the librarian in this issue. Oh, it was the first where he's talking to those, like, the guys in the uh, bandages. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing that confused me. And that was one of the more interesting things in the entire series, I thought. Right. With those bandaged dudes. Right. And you never really find out what their purpose is or who they are. I think they only even show up one other place. Yeah, I think towards the end there's a a small appearance. Like a... Just, yeah, just a panel. <clears throat> and, I mean, we're given some clues as to who one of them might be. Right. Maybe. Yeah. There, but, I don't know. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of, I mean, that's why I'm saying like, <clears throat> there's a lot more that I'd like to see fleshed right. out. So, I mean. It's if, very intriguing. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I just think that it's uh, a little uneven uh, as far as, like, uh, the story that it told. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for, like, you know, what is, I'm assuming, the first six issues of, of a potential ongoing, you know, series. Uh. I thought it worked, though. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed the crap out of it. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, you know, if I, I'm hoping that they continue doing this, because I definitely want to read more. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, I mean, yeah, it didn't seem, like you said, uneven. Like, it didn't seem like it was, like, you're... <clears throat> just real traditional storytelling. Right. Like, there was a lot of odd things about it. And, and like, some of it maybe was a little clunky, but I I think it actually 
helped to give it its own voice, like right. that it did have like those weird elements. Um, like certainly, it wasn't anything that I was pissed off about, but right. But like I said, there are a couple things in it that seem to not be revealed entirely, and like kind of, I was like, that's weird. Like usually, that you know, they tell you more whenever this sort of thing happens, and, right? And so, like, you know, there there is that about it, but but I think I think it's yeah, definitely something I would love to see a sequel to, right? And I think you know, I mean. Obviously, you know, I'm just assuming that, you know, uh, Justin Jordan and Trad Moore want to do more of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also got to assume that, you know, I mean, I had never heard of either of these two before. Right, me neither. Uh, so one has to assume that, you know, them publishing this book, you know, through Image, uh, is still quite a risk and there's no assurances that there might be more. Right. You know, I mean, I guess it did pretty well. Like, it kept selling out and, yeah. you know. It's gotten a lot of positive reviews. I know we've had uh, other people like request the trades since right. we sold out, and so. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it just seems like if if you're going into this as relative unknowns, and you know, you would try to make at least that first series somewhat, you know, self-contained. Right. And I mean, it's hard, especially like if. You like have all these ideas and you want to get them out there, right? You know, but at the same time, you know, uh, I think <clears throat> I think for a six issue first go, uh, maybe there were too many questions left unanswered, right? Yeah. yeah. And when I say it's uneven, like I certainly don't mean like in the storytelling or the writing or the arts or anything like that. Uh, just just in sort of balancing, you know, what was necessary and what could have waited till later, maybe, right? Yeah. It it kind of reminded me too that like the ending of this, uh, you know, like you said, it does leave it open to something uh, further, but it it kind of reminds me of the Matrix where like there's an ending to the Matrix that says like oh you know there's more story right but I totally think uh, that sort of that sort of thing can just be left hanging like if oh we, yeah you know if that was the only Matrix movie they ever made then it'd know, be fine yeah I mean the, it'd be fine. the first Matrix is up. Perfectly great movie on its own, yeah, and certainly didn't need sequels. Right, uh, it leaves itself open to sequels, and uh, less said about those is uh, for the best. And, I mean, I think this is similar in the fact that like it, it totally doesn't need to have more. Like, right, like, I think it still, like you said, has some unanswered questions, and I would love to see more. <clears throat> um, but I could totally see this just being it, you right? Know, like, like that's all I wanted to do with it, right? You know, because it. It does just have a lot of, you know, superhero, uh, I don't know, elements like the, you know, the mysterious creatures and like the, um, I don't know, the, the type of battles that they had and everything. And like the, I don't want to spoil the ending. I don't want to spoil yeah, it. Right, but, right. but I mean, it, yeah, it definitely could just be like their version of the superhero genre and right. like boiled down into six issues and they don't really want to do it anymore, maybe. Right. Uh, you know, and that's cool too, you know, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm kind of a big fan of, of letting things go. Yeah. Know? Uh, I mean, certainly as, as, uh, as a human being, I certainly want to see more of the stuff that I like. Right. And I liked this and I want to see more of it. Yeah. But I'm also totally okay if, uh, you know, if like these two guys, you know, came out and said that, uh, yeah, that was it for us, you know, this is all you're getting. Yeah, Justin Jordan's writing pirate children's comedies. Right, yeah. And Tradmore's drawing uh, Beetlejuice the movie. Right. Adaptation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the 36th anniversary or whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah. Really cool book, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, really enjoyable. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I gotta say the art on this is is pretty much uh, what sold me on yeah. it. And it's it's pretty much what's keeping me on board. Yeah, I mean, like, but the story was good too. The story, I mean, yeah, I, the story yeah, was decent. Yeah. The story was definitely decent. Um, I don't know that I would read a second one if it was by a different an, artist, an inferior artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, what if it was by Frank Wiley? Oh, I would probably pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> But it, okay, small spoiler maybe not the ending or anything. But what do you think is going on with those bandaged dudes that the librarian is talking to? I have no clue, and I'm really curious about them. 
Um, like he's some kind of monstrous and evil. Um, but then the librarian's a little evil, so why does he have him locked up? Right. It's the locked up part that really gets me. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know why they are that way and why they're totally bandaged. Uh, which is doubly weird because uh, Luther's mask that he wears uh, as his uh, quote-unquote superhero is, is basically bandages. Right. And so I thought, like, when you first see the bandage guys and, like, you, and you've seen the covers, uh, like, you think that maybe there's a connection right. there. And there obviously is, uh, but, you know... Yeah, like, but it's his friend that buys him the mask, so he has no possible way of. Right. Yeah, it's not like right. he created the mask. And the, <clears throat> yeah, and, and the bandaged guys sort of seem to know what's going on with Luther, even when he's not around. Right. Like, There's somehow like a mental wear. Right. Something. And I mean, there's a mythology that they build up. You know, uh, you know, uh, the librarian's history. Right. Right. And. Uh, you know, uh, there's a, uh, a, a bigger villain, you know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm guessing that, uh, cause they, they do a flashback, a sort of a historical exposition scene. Uh, and I'm assuming that, uh, that is one of the guys in the, uh, and the bandages. Uh, oh, okay, I can I just assumed that was the librarian. Is it? Oh, the the the, uh, the guy that I'm looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, the like historical figure throughout the ages. <clears throat> like they show him in like medieval times, and, right? Like, Jack the Ripper era. And well, the Jack the Ripper is uh, clearly a different person. Yeah. Uh, than the, uh, the other person that they're showing. Oh, is, the that, library. is it? Okay. Yeah, that is Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So, uh, beat that, Alan Moore. Well, what if, I mean, what if that is the same dude? <coughs> I don't think that's possible. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Because they're talking about knowledge being passed down, you know, and so, you know, that is clearly, you know, a person different than, you know, who okay. we've seen prior. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know how the librarian fits into it. Uh, I mean, I'm certainly curious. I, I do want to know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's, there's just a lot of that in the book where it's like, you know, who is this and how do they play into right. the overall story? So that's that's one of the main reasons that I, I'm looking for more. Right. And I mean, you know, I mean, that is kind of a sign of a good story and that uh, you do want to know more. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, that is a very fine line to tread. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes if uh, you don't get enough answers soon, uh, you stop giving a shit after a while. Right, yeah. So, uh, you know, let's let's hope that these guys, if they do another one, you know, let's they can uh, answer Perfect. enough questions and then leave enough open to, to want a, a third book yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, definitely. Know. But yeah, it's... it's yeah, it's just an impressive out of the gate thing. Right. Like for us having I mean, we're pretty good at being good geeks, you know. Right, right. Being aware of of, of uh talented people in the comic industry and yeah, these these two guys just kinda bust it out and put right. out something awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm impressed. As am I. So yeah, it was uh I would say it's a recommendation. Yeah. 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 Wholeheartedly. And, it, you know, I think, uh, d- despite, you know, some of the, the darkness and tragedy of the story, it's still overall pretty fun. Yeah. Like, like even the ending, like, uh, which again, I don't want to spoil, there is sort of a, a fun factor to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there is also, uh, I mean, it's very, it's a very distinct take on superheroes, sort of through a horror movie filter. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, without being, you know, sort of that, uh, generic thing that you think of when you hear, you know, horror and superheroes yeah. together. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an original, like, take on things. Yeah. Which is few and far between. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, fans of war. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think you may be setting the bar too high. Yeah. So. It's so bloody, though. It is it's very so bloody, bloody, but when I think gore, I don't just think blood. I think, you know, right. giant, ridiculous <laughs> monsters. <laughs> right. and, yeah. I mean, there are weird characters in this book, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not not gore not as Not as outlandish. Yeah, as yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, super fun, though. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah, Cool. I'm glad uh, we both picked it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, yeah, if you wouldn't have picked it, this probably would have been my next pick, because I just bought this like a week ago. So, nice. So I'm glad you... Glad you picked it. I got room for one of my other picks now. All right then. Uh, I'm a hero. Yeah, you are. <laughs> if, if I read the Herculean way, uh, I would want to become you. If I read the book. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> To get her trash. Howdy, how? What up, everybody? What up, indeed? <clears throat> Classy. Yeah. <laughs> That's us. Yeah. Yeah. What's the haps, my friend? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like you know, you said that like on the defense. Like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I do nothing. I do do nothing. <laughs> You said doo doo. Uh, <laughs> it's only been like three days since we last recorded an episode. Oh, yeah, and, uh, true. Uh, zero has happened since then. Nah. Yeah. Well, there is something I was going to talk about last episode and I completely forgot. Okay. I could totally mention. Uh, I got to uh, take part in 
Another illegal milk scheme last weekend. <laughs> uh, a caper? A caper. <laughs> our, uh, our good friend and uh, one-time guest, the Doogie, he was down in old Kentucky last weekend for something. I don't even know what. Probably riding his bike around. Uh, and he asked me if I could pick up his illegal milk. <laughs> Because you know they only parked that thing there for so long, right? Yeah, you know, and then you're just out of out of luck if you don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, I got to uh, go downtown. Uh, he gave me, he bestowed upon me the the secret key, and uh, I got to go down to this truck parked on a dead end street in the middle of downtown Dayton, and uh, unlock the uh, the door there and pull out a giant gallon of milk and <laughs> check Doogie's name off the list. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh he warned me he's like there's always a homeless woman right across the street from the uh the illegal milk truck he doesn't call it the illegal milk he calls it the raw milk truck because uh brief summary uh it's illegal to buy raw milk because you know it's not healthy <laughs> it's not or, i mean yeah. you know i mean there's, there's it's not pasteurized it's not, it's not processed yeah, yeah. I mean, okay i shouldn't say it's not healthy because the reason that Doogie buys it is, you know, he claims it is right, healthy. Yeah. But, uh, it's not, yeah, it's not legal because it hasn't been regulated at all. I mean, it's basically, there's just one step from, you know, Doogie drinking it straight out of the teat of a cow. Right. And it's this pickup truck in, on a blind alley. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, he's like, pick up my raw milk and, uh, and then he's like, but he warned me there's always a homeless lady right across the street. He's like, and if you want to give her a dollar, I'll, I'll reimburse you. And, uh, and so sure enough, I pull up and there's this lady and it's like, um, she she's, just seems like, like an old surly pirate lady. And she's sitting on this little stoop right across the street from the milk truck and, and she goes, nee, 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 help. And I was like, nope, I got it. And then like, you know, I get in the truck and I'm getting my milk out and I realize like, Oh, wait a minute. Shit, maybe this was part of the process. Like, you're supposed to say, yeah, I need help. And then that's when you give her the dollar or whatever. <laughs> so when I get out of the truck, I just kind of look over at her, and she's still just sitting there on the stoop. And I was like, do you want a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was like, yeah. And so I walk over there and give her a dollar. <laughs> And I was like, oh, did I fuck it up? Is he not going to be able to get his milk anymore? Like, is she going to report me? <laughs> like, it's all out of sequence. <laughs> but, uh, I haven't heard anything yet, so apparently, you know, I got, I got the milk and I delivered it to him uh, <laughs> when he got back from Kentucky. So hopefully everything's on the up and up. Well, he did call you during uh, the previous segment. <laughs> yeah, he Maybe, did. Uh... Yeah, I haven't listened, I haven't called him back yet, so we'll see what... <laughs> Maybe he's like, my privileges have been revoked. I have to drink, I have to drink pasteurized milk from here on out. <laughs> and it's great too because I think I described it before, but it's just like a regular gallon of milk. But it's just like, it's it's so weird when you're used to seeing something all your life right. in a very like specific manner, and then you have this nondescript gallon. It's just like a blank. You know, gallon of milk. I mean, right. you're used to like labels and like dates and, you know, <laughs> things, things printed on there. It's like, right. it's like when you see like some dystopian, uh, Orwellian future or, or, you know, or like they live or something where everything that you're used <laughs> to seeing like is just blank or like right. looks different. I would, uh, I would even equate it as to, uh, pasteurized milk. When they switched from the clear or eh, opaque bottles right. to the yellow bottles, yeah, that bothered the shit out of me. Because <laughs> you're like, I don't want yellow milk. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Even though apparently it's like supposed to protect it from it's like the, the UV light rays or, or something. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not drinking yellow milk. <laughs> what if it was like purple with like uh, flames on the side? Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not drinking purple flaming milk. <laughs> I would there, much rather drink there, illegal milk. There is a truck on the next alley that sells purple flaming milk. <laughs> but you have to use two keys and give two homeless ladies each a dollar. So I'm having none of that. <laughs> uh, I hate to tell you this, but you probably could have gotten away without giving that lady the dollar. 
Really? Yeah. Think? But then I definitely would have, you know, somehow screwed things up. <laughs> I don't think Doogie said that uh, you have to give her a dollar. Oh, yeah. He just said if you want. And he'd pay me back. Right. And also yeah. that, uh, you know, he also didn't say, you know, she watches the truck. <laughs> You know, to protect it, or you know, to. Oh my God! I just realized something. What if, what if the milk comes from her lactating breasts? <laughs> like, there's no cow. <laughs> He's never seen the cow. <laughs> or what if, like at night, when the full moon comes out, she turns into a cow? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Oh, that's gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta erotic. get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get that homeless lady milk pasteurized. You don't drink it right out exactly. of homeless people. Yep. <laughs> Never drink anything directly out of a homeless person. Nope. This is the lesson for today. <laughs> it should be filter. one that you carry with you at all times. Like a filter for that? Yeah. 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 Like a strainer or something. <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, anything from a homeless person definitely needs to be processed and chilled. Yeah, chilled, yeah, definitely. <laughs> or maybe even, like, uh, heated up to kill the bacteria. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Heated up and then chilled. Oh, well, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Take care of, cover both bases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's fun. Turn of illegal yeah. milk. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh... It's two things that's going to make listener James very happy. Yeah. Uh, one, us mentioning him by name. And two, the return of illegal milk. Oh, I see. Illegal milk. He, he is a big fan of the okay. illegal milk story. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> and I got to say, I am too. <laughs> Any of that stuff sat in my fridge for like four days because yeah. he didn't pick it up till Tuesday. No. He told me he'd pick it up Monday morning. Liar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, once you get involved in one... You know, nefarious crime. You just, it just <laughs> snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, my exciting news for the week. That's cool. That was a, that was a good story. Thank you. Thank you. Was it gamers? I don't know. Mm. It is gaming, right? Yeah, there was like only one. Barely a parking spot when I pulled up here. Yeah. Um, and I even like sort of am not even in the spot because whoever parked there like took up uh, like a fourth of, you know. That sounds like one of those gamer assholes. <laughs> well, they're all on Twitter because, uh, Avison Restored, the new Magic the Gathering set comes out this Friday. Ooh. Tomorrow, in fact. Ooh. And, uh, and tonight, I have a lot of the stores are having like midnight gaming nights and whatnot, so they're going to be all uh, excited tonight. He uh, just reminded me of the ordeal <laughs> that I'm having to go through uh, this upcoming Saturday. Oh yeah, uh, which I'm sure you know. I mean, when we when uh, well, you're you. <laughs> you. Have become so anti magic <laughs> that you are leaving the country for a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whenever a new set comes out, I think I'm gonna leave the country for now. <laughs> yeah, it's not enough to just take that day off or stay at home. I'm packing my shit and getting out of the USA. <laughs> you are, uh, I'm sure you'll tell us more about it uh, when you return, but uh, yeah, you're you're uh, tomorrow morning heading up to uh, old Canada. Yeah, I'm in about twelve hours. Actually, I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're uh, meeting up at seven thirty in the morning. That is early for you. It's pretty early for me. Yeah. Oh. Want me to give you a wake up call when I get up? <laughs> yeah, sure. You might want to meet for uh, Waffle House or something. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think we already have a breakfast plan because uh, our plan is to go through the Biscuit World drive-thru yeah. and uh, chomp down on some Biscuit World on the way. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show here, but uh, 
uh, a couple weeks ago when uh, when I was carless and uh, shopping around. Uh, I had to borrow my dad's car, so I had to go pick him up. He works uh, like just a couple blocks away from where your girlfriend works. Mm-hmm. So I was out in uh, her neck of the woods, and there's also like a car dealership I was looking at there too. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, I discovered this place that I immediately texted your girlfriend and expressed <laughs> my fury at the both of you for not telling me that a place called Biscuit World exists. Yeah. Oh well, there's a reason because it is never fucking open, <laughs> except for like. I, apparently in like the wee hours of the morning when like normal folk go to work. Cause every time we've ever tried to go, they've been closed. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, uh, Tudor's Biscuit World. In, yeah. Uh, Xenia. And it's like, I went in and got us some carry out last Sunday and I got this monstrosity of a sandwich. Um, and it was amazing to me that I'd never thought of this before because like whenever I do get like breakfast sandwiches, I usually get a, Egg and cheese biscuit and, you know, like a hash brown on the side. Right. And they have a sandwich that is all of that <laughs> on a biscuit. Like, it's got the <laughs> egg and cheese and the hash brown. Nice. On a biscuit. Nice. It's called a dotty. And, uh, <laughs> just like, a, you know, Pee Wee's girlfriend. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I got a couple dotties and, uh, they were amazing. I was like, this place is great. And I was waiting there in line for my, or waiting there after I'd ordered. And I looked around and they had, a shirt hanging on the wall that said Tudor's Biscuit World, and it had, you know, it said Xenia, Ohio, and it had, like, a giant biscuit with some, like, runny cheese and egg coming <laughs> off it. I was like, I need to buy that. And I look over at the price. It was $25 for that T-shirt. I was thinking, like... That's about standard price for a T-shirt. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Maybe at, like, a, a Pantera concert. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've, I've paid like five or ten dollars for most well, of my shirts. You sh- also shop at thrift stores. Well, well, I mean, for new ones, like even <laughs> like, like I get this one for free here. That I'm uh, I guess at thrift store. <laughs> but, but yeah, that blew me away. It was like I've never seen a, a, a t-shirt. I mean, it was just a plain t-shirt. It wasn't like a. It wasn't a, a plain logo. t-shirt. Well, it had a logo. Yeah, and but, an image on it. But for twenty five dollars, Biscuit World. Like even the, even the like expensive Diamond Comics T shirts that we carry are like at the most like eighteen or nineteen dollars, and like that's the high end. That's that's pricey. Yeah. 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 T shirts are pricey. That's Custom T shirts are pricey. Crazy craziness. The Veggie Dog Saturn T shirts were six dollars at that that's show because nobody would buy them, and you were just giving them away. That's and true. You also handmade them. That's true. <laughs> I gave away two of them this week, actually, yeah. at work. But yeah, but I highly recommend the Biscuit World if you're ever there. If I'm ever there, if I'm ever in Xenia at six in the morning, yeah. I will, uh. Well, I, I had it on a Sunday as late as, I think it was like around 1030. Yeah. And they were still open, but I know I've been there on Sundays before around noon and they were closed, really? so. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just a Sunday thing. Maybe they're open, uh, later during the week. Yeah, but I mean, I've been, I've never been there, like, early in the afternoon, usually during the week, but. Sure. I know they're closed by like 8 o'clock when I got after work. When I was there, I could not tell if it was open or closed or not. You there seemed to be cars in the parking lot, but I wasn't sure. I was mostly still just upset that no one had told me <laughs> that there is a place I'm called Biscuit sorry, World. I'm sorry. It does seem like it would be up your alley. But when I Like, went, I can understand my dad not telling me about Biscuit World. Because it is like a block away from where he works. He passes it every day. He's, he's not going to tell me about right. that. But you too. I expect better of you. <laughs> Should I have told you about the bacon barn? What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no bacon barn. <laughs> um, but when I went to Biscuit World, it was so crowded that I had to park in someone else's parking lot and wow. walk over there. There was, like, not a single spot. And there were people, like... Hovering, like, you know, like, at the airport. They were driving around Biscuit World, right. waiting for a spot to open up. <laughs> so, I just pulled into, like, some service station's parking lot and walked over there. Because, I, I mean, that's, they were slamming. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned airport, because I had, uh, had to pick up my parents from the airport uh, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned it on the, the last episode or not. I don't think so. But, uh, they, they go on, uh, at least two vacations a year, and, uh... 
One of them is usually uh, to an exotic place, and the other one is usually to Michigan. Uh, but whenever they go to the, the exotic place, uh, it usually involves a, a plane ride, and uh, old house-sitter Eric's got to go pick them up from the airport. And uh, last year when they went, uh, I can't even remember where they went to, I think it was just Puerto Rico. Uh, <clears throat> usually, in the previous years, I would have to uh, circle around the airport like an asshole. Right. Uh, either park someplace illegally and hope that nobody catches me, or uh, just keep driving until I get the call that says that they're at the gate. Right. Uh, this year, I went in, and uh, they have a cell phone lot for people just like me who are picking somebody up who uh, just uh, sit and park and wait for the call. That's awesome. Yeah. They call it a cell phone lot. Yep. Okay. Huh. <clears throat> and so, uh, it was the best experience I've had picking up my parents at the airport. So they're just like, hey, we're ready, and you just get out of your spot. And, yep. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. And they've got uh, the, the big board that shows you all the uh, departures and arrivals. and That's cool. shows you if uh, the person you're waiting for, if their plane is on time or not. Had free Wi-Fi, so I was able to get online while I was waiting. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Was great. This is in the metal. It was awesome. That was sweet. <laughs> Technology makes everything better. It does. Well, most things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So they had a good time? Yeah. 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 Sweet. They were on a, uh, a cruise. You know, I heard that uh, they're trying to, they're building a Titanic 2. I heard that as well. Yeah. I'll have to see if my girlfriend wants to go on that because she's kind of got this Titanic thing. She's really interested in <clears throat> the Titanic. Hmm. Um, I hope that you don't go. Yeah? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'm also kind of hoping that uh, it crashes and uh, splits oh, half and falls oh, in man. the ocean. Even if we're on it? That's what I'm saying. I hope you oh, don't go. Oh, because you couldn't change your mind about, about it splitting. Yep. Okay, well, that's fair. You're like, if you got to do it, you got to do it. Yep. <laughs> but I'll be praying for your death. <laughs> Not specifically praying for your death. Right. You hope I'm one of the 1,500 survivors. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, I I don't plan to ever go on a sea cruise because I'm fucking afraid of everything, and uh, including the water. And um, But it does sound like an amazing vacation where, like, you're, you know... You know, everything is there. Like, your food, your entertainment, your hotel, everything is, is there. I mean, that is awesome. Uh, my parents uh, seem to have a very good time every time they've gone. Uh, this is like their fifth or sixth cruise by now. Uh, I, I know it's kind of like one of those shitty, jokey things. Uh, you know, yeah, cruises are for you know assholes. And, <laughs> right. you know, uh, but I mean, yeah, it seems like great. fun. Yeah. yeah, you get free food. Yeah, you know, uh, you get to go to exotic places that you might not otherwise go to. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Weird entertainment. And yeah. Fun my brother and his wife, uh, they they go on one about once a year. Uh, oh yeah, happy birthday, Joe! Today's Joe's birthday. Happy birthday! Yeah, the big four zero. Us youngs are not living up to our name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my mid thirties, and he, he's breaking forty. Yeah. Who is uh, who is the youngest young at this point? Uh, is it you? Of uh, of my family, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't have any younger siblings. Right. I mean, but, but is that like a cousin? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got some like. Uh, actually, I think, I think there's some. Well, no, my my cousin just had a kid, but I think she married a dude that has a different last name. Right. Obviously, um, that doesn't count. But I mean, they're from Tennessee, so they might have the last name. Oh, yeah, Same okay, last name. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of my other cousins. No, but it, yeah, I think I've got some teenage cousins. But anyway, uh, your brother yeah. cruise. Yeah, he loves he loves the cruises. Um, man, they go all the time, but once a year or so. What do you think about? Because uh, I've I've heard uh, like uh, a couple months ago, Weezer had a cruise. <laughs> really? Yeah, and like I think uh, even before that, uh, Three Eleven had a cruise. It's huh. just like you know, like. <clears throat> you know, like with the Weezer one, like they 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 basically they book a cruise ship and uh, all their fans, you know, buy you know hotel or you wow. know rooms there, and then uh, the, it's like Weezer, and then they have like opening acts and other bands, and they have comedians, and wow, they help basically you know 
they do cruise things, but then they you know have like all that entertainment as well. You know, I would go, totally go on a Guar cruise. <laughs> <laughs> totally would. Maybe a Melvin's cruise. But yeah, I wouldn't go on a Weezer cruise. <clears throat> well, obviously. I, I mean, I like Weezer. Oh yeah, Weezer's yeah. fine. But yeah, yeah. Guar cruise, sign me up. I mean, yeah, yeah. If you if you're gonna go on a cruise for a band, it's got to be a band that you absolutely undeniably love. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get stuck on a boat with a band that you're not in the mood to listen to. Right. Yeah. You know, you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge uh, Mersbow fan. Sometimes, you know. <laughs> but can you imagine like a week and a half of that? <laughs> like you're trying to sleep in the lower decks and you can hear this static blasting through. I do hear, though, that uh, when you're in your room and you close the door, you can't hear anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Even the wizard? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I mean, I don't know about that for sure, but uh, like my mom and dad were saying that because uh, they, their room was sort of like well, what they call Central Park, which is basically oh, yeah. like the direct middle of the boat. Where people get mugged a lot. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but you know, I mean, they've got like all the the stores and restaurants and everything, yeah, okay. you know, like right around in the middle there. And so they would they would uh, go out onto the the, the balcony, and uh, you know, it would be noisy as hell. And they'd like just slide the door closed and uh, nothing. Wow. So yeah. Well, I know in the reenactment of the Titanic crash, yeah. they 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 say the top two decks of cabins probably didn't even hear anything. Right. Um, and the lower deck probably just, like, thought they were, like, turbulence, you know? Right, yeah. So, I guess it's pretty well insulated in there. Yeah. And, uh, and they also say that uh, you never really notice that you're moving. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> That's weird. But I would probably know. freak out. I'd yeah. Freak out. Uh, but my parents, they were on the uh, the world's largest uh, cruise ship. Really? This past, uh, this past one. Uh, has, uh, I think they said it was like, uh, 6,000 guests and, uh, 2,000 crew. Wow. Yeah. And it was booked full. That's crazy. There. I don't know if I could be on a boat with 8,000 people. <laughs> yeah. I got a little nervous to be on a ferry with like 40 hipster bike yeah. guys. If there were one more person in this room, I would be freaking out right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, that picture uh, that just popped up on my computer kind of really, kind of really spooked me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whenever we have a guest, you you, you do have to uh, inject yourself with some chamomile. Yeah, direct mainline it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, wanna call this uh, an evening? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do All that. Right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick a movie. Uh, I'm picking, I think it's probably even a movie you've seen already. Not really. But I have not. Okay. <clears throat> it is the very last David Fincher movie that I ever had an interest in even attempting to see. Really? Yeah. Uh, because I have completely written him off, uh, because of, uh, Benjamin Button Facebook movie and, uh, Dragon Tattoo remake. Okay, so it's none of those. No, it is not one of those. Oh. I am picking Zodiac. Ooh, okay. The, the last one that I uh, was interested in watching. Well, that's exciting. Have you seen it? I, I saw it one time in the theater. Okay. Uh, so it's been years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't, uh, I've owned it for a while. I've just never uh, sat down and watched it. Uh, cool. Maybe it'll get me excited for him to do something else again. Yeah. Yeah. What, isn't he rumored to be working on The Goon or something? Uh, I mean, he's a producer on The Goon. Right? Okay. But it's an animated movie. It's he's just, not directing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I think he's mostly just going to gonna do the other Dragon Tattoo movies. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Sweet. Zodiac. <clears throat> yeah. Starring uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo. And what's his name? Uh, who cares? He's not in the Avengers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. Maybe he's a uh, Harry Dean Stanton sidekick. <laughs> <clears throat> what's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. Alrighty. Oh, Zodiac. Zodiac. We'll be back uh, on uh, Mother's Day. Huh? On Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's... Ooh, uh-oh.
Yeah. Uh, there's usually, uh, shenanigans. Th- this is, uh, this is off air talk. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Uh, this is still coming out a week before then, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Remember, remember Mother's Day. It's coming up. <laughs> Bye. You can subscribe to Gutter Trash at iTunes or directly at guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can email us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can go to seanborn.net or buyerbeware.guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, League Night, at league.guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening. Until next time.